Testing, testing, speak where you're at. Testing, testing, testing. Hello. I'll speak louder. I'm like lower. Louder and lower? Yes. Okay, I'll talk louder and lower. <laughs> Let's see which one works better. You sound like a sex phone operator. <laughs> Not healthy. What's up, Astro T Podcast? It's your girl, Supernova Jazz. We are back with another podcast. It didn't have to take a month, you know? I think it's the symptoms of Virgo season. I just want to get some things done here. Check some things off. And by the title, you can tell we're talking about relationships and soulmates and twin flames. Yes, twin flames. But I'm not doing it alone this time. I'm going to be doing it with my friend, my Taurus goddess, Zoflo. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Astro Tea Podcast. I'm happy to be here. Yes, Zoe has, um, you've seen Zoe in my social medias. We, um, we did like a little, what was it? Um, baby shower. Baby shower. We have an event coming up on the 22nd for the Equinox, which we'll also be talking about on this podcast. And just all the astro- astrological events happening in October. Um, yeah, so how was your trip? Zoe just got back from where? We went to Colorado, the mountains in Colorado, Utah. We did a bunch of the parks, uh, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. Yeah. So I was asking her about her trip, and then she just, like, told me they sell oxygen in in a can. (laughs) I couldn't breathe. Listen, Fort Lauderdale is nine feet elevation. Colorado is 11,000. So when you go from that low to that high, and we tried to do... A hike, I couldn't breathe. I was like, I need help. Yeah. And then I went to the store and they sell oxygen in a can. They're like, listen, <laughs> you can't breathe. We, we can. got you. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And so much going on over there in the West Coast. And yeah. I really think it's this Uranus and Taurus. Taurus, don't forget, guys, is the sign of Mother Nature. And Uranus is like, you don't know when it's going to happen, quick shift. So a lot of this Mother Nature activity with the fires you know yeah definitely and this is a seven-year transit so I think that by the end of it I mean it makes sense because Uranus is unpredictability things happening out of nowhere and Taurus is the land so it's like the land getting almost angry you know at Mm -hmm. um the the people inhabiting it people colonizing the land when they Mm. uh, you know doing things to it that they don't uh you know people are over farming um, this was indigenous land for a really long time, longer than it's been our quote unquote land. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the colonizers, us, they don't know how to, how to tend to it. And I think the land is rebelling. Another thing about Uranus and Taurus, because Taurus is the land, it's our food supply and it's also our money. So I think that, you know, we've seen that this with the pandemic, a lot of, uh, food supply chains are not working in the way that they should. We don't have enough food. We don't have enough things in the grocery store. This is Uranus and Taurus. I think that a lot of people are going to like move into uh, growing their own food, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, not because our food and things go through so many hands before they get to us. And if something disrupts that supply of, as we've seen, then people are kind of screwed. So I think people are going to be moving out of the cities, moving onto the land, you know, tourists, um, living more communally, tourists, yeah yeah and and things like that i mean we're seeing it now taurus is also ruled by venus which Mm. is libra is also ruled by venus which is the energy we are stepping into with this equinox and the season the sun moving into libra mercury's in libra right now as we record this episode the moon is in libra i just did a reading for libra (laughs) she's like why am i so 
you know, pretty much like, why am I so worried about the outside world, what my family thinks, what my friends think? And it's just what it all is saying is relationship energy mm -hmm. and people being reflections of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we just passed a Virgo new moon. This Virgo season, how was the Virgo season for you? Virgo season for me was good. I actually had like an overload of Virgo, I think, because Virgo is ruled by Mercury. It's it's an Earth time, but it's very mental. Yeah. So I was having. I couldn't sleep a lot. Me either. These I, past couple days. I couldn't sleep. I was having anxiety. It was like I felt so attuned to my environment that it was like too much. And Virgo is the sign of service, um, and being busy. And I was doing too much. <laughs> I was doing the most, and I felt it in my body because Virgo is also the most body conscious sign, as we were talking about mm. before. So I was kind of. Um, a little bit overstimulated, but this trip really got me more uh, grounded, you know, the more positive expressions of Virgo, which is uh, being grounded, selfless service, wanting to help others with no, <clears throat> no kind of, uh, you know, thought of yourself. So I've been getting more into that, you know, as we're ending out Virgo season, I have Virgo in my 11th house. So it's been a lot of like group activities, friends, you know, hanging yeah. out with people and trying to connect. Yeah, I have Virgo in my fifth house. So oh, nice. I mean, like you say, it's a body conscious sign. Yeah. So I wasn't able to really create as much as I could. Yeah. Because my attention and what I needed to cleanse, because Virgo is also health and cleansing. And it's the virgin. Yep. So think of it like virgin as being like um, a fresh slate. So a point zero, like coming back to, to, you know, the start of the race. The fool. The fool. Yeah, the yeah. fool. So for me, it was like I couldn't get anything done because my body needs a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm absolutely healthy, but it's very intuitive. Like, you need to work out as much as you did before. Yeah. A lot of the quarantine and getting very comfortable in the home, even though we know Gemini is in the North Node right now, what we need to really fucking do is ask more questions and be inquisitive and yeah. connecting with community. So that counteractive um, energy of just like, Oh, no, but stay home. Don't communicate with no one. Don't touch anyone. Don't look at anyone. Don't even, with the mask, it's, do you see how it's like a means of control? And I was speaking about this in my live for the Virgo um, New Moon, which I've been doing my readings and stuff, mm -hmm. that these powers, and I say time and time again on my podcast, they know astrology. They are well aware of astrology. They are well aware to harness the, these cycles of energies. That's what we say, New Moon is a new seed to harvest in six months when it turns into a full moon yeah. in that same sign. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so with Libra season, I'm really hoping with this shift of mental energy in your body, cleansing, harmonizing, what we're moving into is harmony, truth, um, cooperation. Balance, finding compromise compromise beauty i mean <clears throat> libra is ruled by venus which is love and partnership but also beauty and beautifying um our space and making it feel like ours and beautifying ourselves you know any um changes that you want to make to the way you look or you know yeah the way that you dress or anything like this it'll make you not for other people but for you, you know? yeah and it is a cardinal season so it's a lot of yeah. initiating mm -hmm. um and then we were looking at the chart here what you're saying is there's going to be a square that's causing arguments? Yeah, so we're looking at the chart for uh, in about a week, but we have a lot of um, we have a lot of configurations that are holding 
uh, for a long time, such as this, you know, Mars has been in Aries. I feel like I've been talking about this on my platform forever. Yeah. And, you know, it's been happening forever. So mm-hmm. uh, it feels like Mars has been in Aries. It's now retrograde, but it is squaring and has been squaring the stellium in Capricorn, which is three or more planets in a sign. We have Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in Capricorn. And Mars is in a stuck in a square with these three planets for 50 days. Um, so this started maybe 20 days ago for another month. Uh, maybe a bit more, we have this square between Mars and Aries, which is initiation. Uh, people, you know, Mars and Aries is people fighting for what they believe in and sometimes in an aggressive way. We see this on both sides. All different kinds of people with different views are kind of very much uh, in the streets, uh, you know, arguing amongst themselves um, and with each mm. other, you know, with this Mars and Aries energy. And a lot of people want change, you know, which is good, but it can get kind of aggressive. Now it's squaring. The stellium in Capricorn, and especially Saturn in Capricorn, is the man, its structure, its order. You know, so the people, Mars and Aries, are very kind of angry at the system and wanting to kind of break it apart. Um, and we can even bring this down into our own personal lives, uh, where we have been and can be rebelling against systems in our lives that are no longer working. Anything that's oppressive or repressive, which is the Saturn and Capricorn energy. People in your life that you mm. feel like are holding you down. Ways of thinking that, that have been kind of hindering you for a while. You know, this Mars and Aries wants you to break out of that. Mm-hmm. Now we also have Mercury, our communication, in Libra, which is on its face a really good placement and for the first half of September it is because mm-hmm. we're able to reach agreements with people and then um, retrograde right but also it's moving into an exact um, opposition with Mars in Aries which means that people might be fighting mm. you know like more so than um, than normal so you have the uh, Mercury and Libra which is you know people communicating together and then you have Mars in Aries which is you know your own personal views and those you know kind of clashing with other physical and physical but the thing is the highest expression in my opinion of this energy is people to realize you know that the anger is towards the system and towards the man and towards the government and towards the the oppressive and repressive systems and that are um not each other not each other there's more it's so cliche but there's more of us than there are of them you know there's a small group of people that are making all the decisions for us and everyone's kind of fighting amongst themselves which is what they want Mm. But if everyone can kind of look up at what we're really all angry about, you know, and I think that the establishment is going to kind of be surprised at the anger of the people. And I think Mm. that the anger of the people is going to um, bubble over and it might be it might be violent again, you know, but people want change. Whatever side you're on, people want change. And then that Pluto and Capricorn retrograde, Mm. guys. Which is a, a good thing about what we're shifting into is a lot of these planets are coming out of retrograde, like Jupiter being in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So people want to expand on their business and their capital and stability. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, that's all we really can do is not be distracted. It's really good. I feel like I'm really liking this Jupiter and Capricorn. Yeah. Because it's really showing you that what's fun is not just... You know, a lot of our focus is on ourselves and what we're building for ourselves now because the clubs are closed and you can't travel, If especially if you're in the States. You're only bounded to your local community, which is that Gemini, Mm. North Node, Sagittarius, South Node with belief systems breaking. I mean, there's so many people that are either quitting YouTube, big people. Like, let's talk about um, Sean... Dawson, you know who that is? Shane, Shane Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey, uh, not Jeffrey, Jeffrey Star. He quit? 
No, but he's getting exposed for a lot of things that yeah, are he's like been being exposed. Been, but you could tell the energy behind now is like you can't really come back for the image that you're trying to create. These people can continue to work, do what they do, but it's the collective's reflection of waking up and realizing like, wait, damn, that really was in my face, or no, this isn't right. We're shifting into another age. People are being exposed. Pluto in Capricorn is, especially square this Mars and Aries, people are being exposed, especially politicians, celebrities, yeah. people in power. Um, so that I think that's going to continue to happen. You know, people are going to be canceled, however you feel about cancel culture, you know, but people are going to be exposed with this Pluto and Capricorn, um, square Mars and Aries, and it's going to continue. Even people in your own life, you know, uh, Pluto is transformation, extreme transformation. And so um, sometimes that happens when we realize that the people around us or the people that we've been looking up to are not who we think they are. And then yeah. Mars and Aries gives us the action to be like, no, I don't want to bow down to this person anymore. I don't want this person in my life anymore. It's like, we're talking about the collective, but also this can all be, if you just make it a little bit smaller, it can all be um, applied to your personal day-to-day -day, That's day -to -day so funny lives. that you say that because um, I had a reading today. It was about the relationship with our, our moms. Mm -hmm. And then I think yesterday I was talking about this too. So of course, Spirit is bringing this to my attention because it needs to be talked about talked about right now in this podcast but it's like when you're young and then you realize you wake up to your parents not being the image that you thought they were when you were younger mm -hmm. like oh my parents they can't do anything wrong mom can't do anything wrong dad can't do anything wrong and you wake up like wow like my parents are human and right. they've also made mistakes they also have karmic cycles mm -hmm. which is my last podcast karma guys tune in <laughs> um and yeah, so this is this is going to be very revealing. Probably a lot of arguments, like you're saying, like within your own system yeah. of politics. We all yeah. have and our... just beliefs in general. Politics yeah. are heavy on the on the brain, but beliefs. You know, my yeah. belief is is real. Yours is not. Mine is right. Yours is wrong. You know, this might go on throughout the rest of the month. Or even like, think about it. Politics. Yes, we we have the word, and we and we think of these this branch of people and these these people in their um in chair and power but there's also a politics that play within our own local community yeah yeah so everyone plays a certain part mm -hmm. so um yeah interesting interesting yeah there's a lot going on and it's going to continue through the the fall <clears throat> the fall is a lot of tension you know it's a yeah. lot of tension collectively it's a lot of tension in our own lives but not only that i mean this new moon in virgo is beautiful the full moon in aries is going to be really nice as well um and we have the equinox. So there's a lot of like really kind of um, beautiful energies that if you harness them, you can really make big changes in your life, in your life. But, you know, it's also going to be some, there's going to be some stress and some fighting back and forth, you know, in the collective. Yeah. And these discussions need to happen. Mm -hmm. These discussions need to happen. Um, it's, it's just, are you going to react or respond? Right. You know, are you going to you know, listen to your emotions. You know, Libra is very charismatic. Sun will be in Libra. So people want to be liked. Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking for approval. Or maybe a lot of the shadow sides of your codependency. Oh, yeah. that's Libra can be codependent. Incredibly. Yeah. And because Libra, the Libra energy experiences itself best when it's, uh, you know, through other people. Libras see themselves reflected in others, and that's how they experience themselves. Mm. So a lot of times people that have a lot of Libra energy or heavy Libra energy can fall into codependency caretaking because they feel like they have to be with someone in order to, you know, truly be who they are. 
Um, so this is a cycle that, you know, we can break also during uh, Libra season because it's really shown to us if we're looking at ourselves. Yeah. You know, this is a, a real time to look at who we are, what we are, what we want, who we have in our lives and what kind of relationships they are um, mm-hmm. and break any kind of like karmic ties or <clears throat> break any codependency. You know, this is like the, the energy for that because mm-hmm. it's going to be strong and you're going to be able to see it. Yeah. So with the equinox on the 22nd, mm-hmm. what's beautiful about an equinox, and maybe we can talk about the difference between an equinox and a solstice, mm-hmm. is that this equinox has the equal amount of time of day and nighttime. So if you take light and darkness and you compare it to yin and yang, polarity, beautiful. Okay. You know, and just like Libra being the scale, there's polarity to Libra mm-hmm. and the, you know, just the way it shifts. You know, are you going to be balanced, nice, and and, and mutual in the center, or are you going to tip the scales? Right. Right. So, what do you think about this equinox? Well, whenever you live by the equinoxes and the solstices, you're kind of um, attuning your body and your consciousness to the the cycles of nature, because that's what this is. You know, the equinoxes and the solstices were, um, you know, celebrated and you know, paid attention to by the first civilizations of people that lived mm. by the land and lived by the moon, the moon cycles and the sun cycles. So equinox uh, means equal night. It's a Latin derivative of the word equal night. So it means that there's the exact same amount of daylight as there is, um, you know, uh, nighttime. And so it's kind of like a time to, especially the fall equinox is a time to think about what we have done for you know the year uh, up until this point it's a time of harvest you know Mm. back in the early civilizations they would harvest actually their crops you know and work with the land and like getting what they had planted over the rest of the year so this is what we're doing kind of um you know if you're a farmer you don't you're doing that but if you're in like a regular uh you know, your consciousness, it's a time to sit back and think about seeds that you've planted, things that you've accomplished, things that, um, you know, that you have tried to grow over, you know, up until now. You know, what's interesting is that this month in September, um, in the Eastern astrology, because we're talking about tropical astrology, guys, Mm -hmm. um, side note, this is the Western astrology, but on Eastern astrology, the nodes just switched to Taurus and Scorpio. Did they? Yeah, that's what they're that's like what Vedic they're astrology? saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rahu Ketu. Right, right. So it's interesting how the North Node would shift into Taurus during a harvest season. Yeah, yeah. Right in the East, which makes sense because the West is behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're living in like Australia, then it's the um, you know it's the opposite because now we're moving into slowly we're moving into the winter time. Mm. So the the days are going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. Um, but on you know. Uh, the other side of the equator, then they're going to get longer and longer and longer. The equinoxes and the solstices just mark time. And it's a time to kind of sit back and take stock of what's been going on, mm. where you've gone, you know, what you've been doing, where you want to go. You know, it's all, as I said, it's about kind of attuning your consciousness to the cycles of nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what astrology is. It's attuning your consciousness to the cycle of um, the celestial bodies. And that's what, mm-hmm. and it feels very the heavens. Na- right. And it feels very, this is what the first people did, the first civilizations that were often led by women, just a side note. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. but it feels very natural when you get into this kind of, um, this way of living life where you're kind of really attuning yourself to these cycles because that's what, it's in our DNA. That's yeah. what the, what we're supposed to do. We just, you know, a lot of people get so far removed. 
they don't really pay attention. But when you do, it feels like, okay. Programmed, you know. Yeah, pro- of course. Lost into the sauce, and then you wake up, and then you mm-hmm. realize, wow, life is actually very simple and a lot more interesting this way. Yeah, yeah. And you feel more connected to yourself, to other people, to nature, to the land. You know, wherever you live, go out. If you're, if you can't attend our Equinox event, which I really hope that you do, if you're in, if South, you're in Florida, South Florida, right. But if not, then on the Equinox, go outside, put your feet on the ground. You know, uh, no, no shoes on. You know, I would love to do a tour. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> go out in nature. Um, go out in nature. Thank the goddess, the god, whoever you, uh, you know, want to give thanks to the Most High. Mm. Um, give thanks to the most high and, you know, think about where you've been, where you want to go and just kind of take a second to, um, to take it all in. Yeah. This is the recording. Okay. Okay. So awesome. That's astrology energy. Do we have anything else? Um, my only thing is as far as before we shift into soulmates and just these, um, different, ideas and concepts of reflections because mm-hmm. that's what relationships are um to channel this mars and aries energy too working out i've been working out a lot more putting a lot of energy back into the body mm-hmm. and not um projecting it i think if the focus of this mars and aries energy in chiron still being in aries as well as lilith lilith we i really don't talk about lilith too much guys but lilith is the dark side it's your dark side it's your ego it's you know it's just your shadow so that right now collectively is an aries which mine it happens to be an aries so it's just a lot of transmutation energy a lot of cardinal energy look at all the cardinal signs they're filled up yeah a lot of cardinal signs so if you have any planets which cardinal means um to be initiative they start the seasons to exactly so we're going to be starting libra is the initiator of fall Mm mm-hmm where Aries is the initiator of spring, 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 <laughs> spring jazz. <Jasper. laughs> this is the initiator of of um, winter, Capricorn. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I would I would leave them out. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend's a Capricorn. Capricorn's gonna be. Um, they get a bad rap because yeah. they're ruled by Saturn. Yeah, so it's kind of like heavy uh, daddy energy, you know, daddy, I call him daddy Saturn. Oh, God. No, not my boyfriend, I call Saturn daddy Saturn. I call Saturn daddy Saturn. Oh, God. Okay, daddy Saturn. Okay, soulmates. Yes. Twin flames. Mm. And then karmic relationships. Okay, so a lot of what I need to get really, like, strongly aggressive with is that, probably speaking to myself, because (laughs) I used to go down this rabbit hole of Twin Flame. Mm. Once you go down that rabbit hole of Twin Flame, it's kind of, you start finding yourself in the lack mindset, because it's, oh, this chaser and this Yeah, and you're always the chaser, right? I'm, I'm always the chaser. Yeah, and it's like, chasing is not fun. No. Because all it does is say, I don't have it. So is Twin Flame even the best route of a relationship? No, I mean, Twin Flame, I don't, there are like many people that don't even think that they exist and they're just, uh, it's like a way to romanticize a really toxic relationship, (laughs) (laughs) which may be true. I mean, I think that I am in a Twin Flame relationship, but... 
even if it's not that, then it's, um, it's, a, I'm in a relationship with someone that I'm, that I'm supposed to be with. Like, like meeting him changed my DNA. Yeah. Call it what you want, you know? Yeah. Because if we get back to just the simplicity of spiritualism is that, um, everything is whole, you know? Mm-hmm. So if something's running away, as they say. Yeah. Then you should probably just. Is uh, it really whole? Or is soulmate, you know, and we could talk about different type of soulmates, you know, I feel like soulmate would be the best option because it's just smooth, effortless. And you can have many. It's not just like twin flame. It, it, uh, kind of make, it's a scarcity mindset because it's like, there's only one, there's only one. And if not, I'm not with this person, then I can't be. Is it a conspiracy within the spiritual community? I think it might be a conspiracy, uh, among people that just really want to have something that is special and different from other people. Which makes sense for us to talk about this in Libra season. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Libras are so like this. They're always in relationships. Yes. Yeah. When that goes back to the, I mean, they can be in good relationships where it's like mutually beneficial, of course, but especially like when they're younger, Libras can, or if you have like Libra Venus or Libra Moon, um, Libra Sun rising. Libra Mars. Libra Mars. <laughs> really? Any Because, as I said, you know, Libra's really the... I have a Libra Jupiter. Oh, that's nice, though, because that's... Wherever Jupiter is, in the simplest terms, it uh, represents where, like, the biggest help, your most, like, luck and, um, you know, fate occurs. So, for you, it's in relationships. Which is actually, no, because I have Scorpio in my seventh house, oh, which girl. is like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. You're seeking a deep, rela- deep transformational relationships and anything that is not that you are not into. So that means when I have it, it's going to create a lot of expansion. Yeah, but it can get you into, um, especially when you're younger, like real kind of darkly obsessive toxic relationships karmic karmic relationships karma let's talk about we just spoke about karma last episode but karmic relationships it's the fuck boy (laughs) yeah it's the wop girl (laughs) (laughs) it's you know it's that guy or girl that ghosted you after a few dates it's just people don't know themselves and project that in the most naive immature, if I can think of a tarot card, page of swords way. (laughs) That's good. Right? Yeah. I'm spending some tarot bars here. (laughs) That it's just, you know, you you just find yourself lacking or looking outside of yourself. It's just a karmic person, karmic relationship. Those are needed. Right. I was going to say the positive about a karmic relationship is that it's supposed to teach you something. Show you a lot of times karmic relationships show us what we don't want, what we, what we don't deserve, you know, uh, what actually what we do deserve, you know, yeah. these karmic relationships point out like, yo, I deserve better than this, than this person that's here and then gone and then here and then gone. Yeah. Um, or this person that treats me badly. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we need like our, for your soul's evolution in this life, you need these karmic relationships and mm-hmm. hopefully at the highest expression, it um, kind of refines for you what you want, what you don't want. And yeah. how you're going to move forward in, in relationships going, moving forward. A lot of people just kind of date the same person in a different body Ugh. for years I and years. I keep attracting the same type of guy. I mean, I'm I did so that. over it. I cannot wait for the shift. And I just did, <laughs> I just did a Virgo new moon reading on my, um, Instagram, IGTV, and cancer was just dragged. It was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my fucking god. It was like, ten of swords, 
nine of swords, three of three swords. Of swords. <laughs> and then it was like seven of swords. I was like, oh, oh my lots of swords, God. lots of swords. Lots of lies into like just like deception and lying to myself. Mm. Gotta stop doing that. But we're all learning. We're all learning and listen, some things some people just like find the person in high school. And then some people, it takes them a little bit longer, but that's why it's good to know what relationship can, what can it give you? So maybe I'm not grabbing the karmic lesson. Mm. Maybe it's just also divine timing. I think it's both. It's both. (laughs) Well, I think that, I mean, to get a little bit personal for me, I didn't have a relationship with my dad growing up, a good relationship. He Mm. was very much... Um, said he would do stuff and and then wouldn't show up. He would be there. Abandonment. And be Abandonment. So I tend to get myself into these relationships with men that are um, around and then they're gone. And then they say that you know they're gonna be there or that they want to be with me and then they and then they disappear. Yeah. So and I have Sun Square Saturn natally, which means that I have a problem. There's issues with men. You know, the uh, mm-hmm. Sun is me, who I am, my identity, how I kind of project out into the world, and then Saturn is. Um, it's authority and I, you know if you have sun square saturn you have a problem with authority which is true but also a problem with men you know it's my like aries is in lilith yeah you know so authority issues authority issues and issues with with men and not having good relationships with men and i've struggled with that for a long time even my current relationship it started where it was like he's like you know uh like a free spirit like a tumbleweed he was like around rolling stone and then he wasn't and then he was like hiking from mexico to canada and then he was back and i'm like you know and he was telling me like i want to you know i I don't want like anything serious you know i just i'm like yeah same neither meanwhile i wanted to be with this person but i always did that i would make myself smaller for men to Mm. fit into whatever they wanted Mm. hoping that they would change their minds and love me which is something i realized through deep you know soul work on myself and then when I finally let that relationship go then it came back kind of full circle it's a long story but um I did a lot of soul searching and realized that this was my pattern and I've been dating the same type of person in a different body forever and I need to change it and it's a reflection of you because it's like once you realize that it was also a mental thing yeah of you just not claiming your worth in a most divinely way because a lot of people are like I'm not worth that you know and there's Mm -hmm. still ego there but there also is, okay, I'm not worth that, but it's up to me right, to say, hey, you know, you're just not my person. Yeah, and let's move on and try to find someone else. And let's just move on. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, know. I also have Pluto and Lilith in the first house, so I can get, like, Damn. obsessive. And it's an intense energy, you know? I have Lilith in my 12th house, though. Because it's an Aries that's in the 12th house. Yeah. And it says zero degrees. Oh, baby. Hey, listen, me and Zoe go way back. We, we do. We go. We work that bubble gum. She's seen my Lilith and Aries. <laughs> it's so funny because we would clash a lot in just the Matrix world, and we're like really great friends in the in not the Matrix world. Not the Matrix world. <laughs> when we don't have our uh, bubble gum visors on, we're we're no. good. But I remember talking to you about um, just spiritual stuff when we were yeah. both kind of just getting into it, and, and then I left, and then you left, and I stayed for a minute. Yeah, and now we're both not serving anymore, which is great. So, um, soulmate, karmic relationship. One of my karmic relationships was definitely my ex, Taylor. Remember Mm, him? I do. 
And I, do you believe relationships starting as soulmate energy and then karmic? Because it's kind of like if you try to blend the soulmate and karmic, wouldn't you still find lessons within the soulmate energy? Yeah, definitely. Because things are not just one, you know, uh, relationships and people were not just one dimensional. So they can be, it can be a mixture of soulmate mm -hmm. and karmic or start off as soulmate and something that you need in that moment yeah. and then be like, oh no, this is uh, getting a little bit. Um, this is not making me happy and just teaching me lessons and not filling me with joy. Yeah, the energy has shifted. It's either you've ascended, yeah. your energy has risen, theirs has fallen or staying stagnant. But one thing I do know is that energy that keeps moving in, with stagnant energy does not mix. Yeah, no, it's, and that was my relationship with Mitchell. Mm. You remember that? It started off as like, okay, you know, I guess he's on the same page as me. Also started off with him wanting to be with me and then not and then wanting to guys <laughs> i totally kissed her boyfriend it was so bad oh my god i forgot that. <laughs> whatever i mean he sucked he sucked and i, I, was I like, forgot and then that. i was like why are you wearing jean shorts you know and, uh fat farm shoes or something that was such a reflection for the both of us yeah it's i i when i brought that up i didn't even i literally don't care <laughs> i was like guys i'm awful <laughs> i wrote you a message like i heard what you did two years ago whatever yeah but anyway he needed it was needed though. it was needed and yeah. he was not the person for me and i was ascending and i was looking at him like yo did you change or did i change because this is not working anymore Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I was like, oh, no, I learned what I needed to learn from him. I never want to date uh, someone that is not super nice. And super is, nice. <laughs> That's um, all it takes, the niceness. Yeah, I mean, and just, he just wasn't for me. So it was no. time to go. And so I think it started out as not even a soulmate, just a relationship and turned karmic because it, it taught me things. Showed yeah. me what I did not want. Yeah, I had a relationship. He was like the first love of my life. That's why I asked that question. Can a can a relationship start soulmate and then shift into karmic? And yes, because if I would never experience love with this person, I wouldn't know what that is with someone outside of my family mm -hmm. and friends on a romantic level. And then he just started getting addicted to drugs. And I was just like having him live with me. And I was just like... I don't get it. Like, I'm the best. Like, I don't understand how someone can be so self-destructive. Like, yeah, because Zoe was there. We, uh -huh. we worked together and I'd be in the back alleyway just, like, screaming and dragging him, like, on the phone. And she was just there, like, are you okay? She's, like, having a little cigarette break. <laughs> and I'm like, yes! And then we had to go deal with awful people. Oh, the worst. But, um... Be nice to your servers. You never know what they're going through. Oh, my goodness. Please. <laughs> Tip your servers. Tip your servers. <laughs> but it was definitely needed. And I haven't really been in a serious relationship since then. Except for the two-month relationship with the guy that, you know, totally took me off the radar. But it seemed like that relationship... my Instagram. I know. But it seemed like from there, you kind of ascended more. Yes. So that is like a really serious con, but I mean, you know, he kind of screwed you over, but from you before, yeah. you know, there are certain events or people where it's like before and after. Yeah. And it seems just from- I went through a shift right a there shift. and then when my Instagram was deleted, it was like totally taking out of the dimension of what was. Mm -hmm. I was like a tall little fashion Nova model and then it turned into like 
oh, okay, no, she's like speaking some truth. Mm. And when I got into this field, I was with people that wanted to just take pictures just because. And I'm sure there's emotional balance within it, but as I was ascending, people would be like, ill, like, why are you talking about that? And then other people would be like, oh, cool, you're talking about that that I wasn't clicking with right. before. So it's going to be a good season. Yeah. This season's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. I think that, as I said, with just the... This, like you said, we're looking at the chart right now. Like you see mm-hmm. those squares, not uh, mm. here and here. You know, it's just going to be kind of tense. But there are, as I said, many opportunities for us to grow and ascend and connect with people on an emotional level and kind of, you know, and I'm talking to myself too. Not, um, not judge people on their views and their beliefs, but, um, but judge them more on who they are as a person. Um, and their energy as far as that and, and truth not, and Libra truth. is all about truth and judicial so and finding balance and compromise and harmony so we're yeah so it's gonna be very judicial still mm. this whole year has been mm. but i think the politics and the conversation of the relationships with that is gonna heighten as well as the politics within your inner circle yeah yeah it's a lot of relationship energy um, you in relation to other people with the sun in Libra and uh, Mercury in Libra. Just and don't take your ex back. Don't take your ex back. Not during <laughs> a Libra Mercury retrograde, yeah, uh-uh. which will happen when? Like October. October, but I just don't know the. I'm not sure of the exact date, but yeah, we're gonna have Mercury. So, but it's coming. It's coming, and you know when Mercury retrograde happens, especially in Libra, exes come back. They're gonna come back. They're gonna write you a message. They're gonna call you. They're gonna remember that WAP. Right. They're gonna remember that WAP and come back for it. They're gonna <laughs> add you on social media. They're gonna remember that you. eggplant. <laughs> so don't fall for it. Don't fall for no, it. No, stay focused. Stay, stay focused. focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. And uh, and um, with Uranus and Taurus, plant some plants. Yeah, this is a long term energy, so definitely get used to this kind of like. Learn about some trading is my intention. Bartering. Recently. Barter system, uh, planting your own plant. I think that uh, I'll make a long-term prediction. I think we're going to be a cashless society by the time. And I like cash. You know, I was a server for many years. But I think that, um, yeah, that they're going to get rid of cash. Everything's going to be digital digital and, you know, seen, looked at. By when do you think that transition? By the end of uh, Mercury and uh, Uranus and Taurus. So it's years, okay. but uh, blockchain and everything's going to be like Bitcoin-y and stuff like that. That's, That's why this is a time to learn about stocks and the yeah. terminology and, and look at it as a new way of opportunity because... That's very parallel to the Age of Aquarius period because mm. Age of Aquarius is about online energy. So Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, stay grounded in you know yourself, what you want, what you want to do. But I think it's an exciting time. It's yeah. an exciting time. It's it's tense and when stressful. When Saturn but... goes into Aquarius in December, I'm really I'm so hoping excited. something happens to where it's like, okay, no more mask. That or would be some great. type of you know it's gonna be a lifting of restriction, I think, I, because Saturn yeah. in Aqua in um in Capricorn is like restriction. They're, restriction, they're restriction, holding restriction. on to the rest they can yeah. right now until December. Yeah. Old structure order. We're gonna see a big, I think, um changing in uh, our systems of government. I think I think the election is going to be nutty. Yeah. You know, I think that the people are going are rebelling against the system, and that's going to continue. And I think that the systems of our government are going to change, especially when Saturn moves into Aquarius in December. In December, I think I think the election. What I predict is the election is going to be postponed Ooh. to December. I mean, I like, don't know. like a like a it's very small, but I'm I'm getting a very different type of election with this 
20 year what is it the, t- the great con- <gasps> conjunction the great conjunction <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so i feel like we talked about libra energy relationships karmic relationships equinox um, the equinox twin flames just where the energy is flowing into if you know astrology you're probably a month ahead at mm. least yeah definitely yeah all right guys so love you thanks for having me yes yes thanks for coming yeah of course of course (laughs) happy equinox guys bye guys